All right, that's true. I mean, well, and then today, so you don't know what you're getting with them. Box of chocolates. Yeah. Today, they lost to Royal Antwerp. Was that what? I'm looking at my uh, the score app to see scores. They have all the, um, you know, they have all the teams in here, and they have all the teams' logos. This Royal Antwerp team doesn't have a logo. So <laughs> Unreal team from freaking Belgium that just beat them and now they're first in the group. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, I'm just laughing because it's hilarious to me. But I mean, but I mean we don't know what we're getting subs at halftime. Yeah. Oh, he was pissed. He made yeah. a lot of subs at halftime. Did was that when Bale came off? Because I think Bale started, right? No, Bale started. He didn't come off till the 58th minute. 58. But. Okay. Huh. Bale's been on the field. I don't know if he played against Burnley, but um, I don't think actually. I don't. I know he didn't start. He definitely didn't start that match. Yeah, so, when I was watching, and he never came on. No, it, it seems like he's always been on when they've been scored on. Yeah, he when he's been on the field, Tottenham have, have conceded four four goals and scored zero. <laughs> so the Gareth Bale curse lives on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I guess the last thing I want to ask. About this, because I mean, with Tottenham, unpredictable. Burnley, are they ass? On today's Footy Corner, Fat Frank and Ole play chicken as no one scores at Old Trafford, and we have a new co host today to explain his team on that one. Villa and Everton are no longer undefeated as parody reigns in the Premier League. Pep proves to be a bald fraud, and he's held by the COVIDless West Ham and Moyes, and Arteta pulls off a Wenger by losing after controlling the match. Along with the typical predictions, comments, nonsense of the week, fantasy corner, and gambling corner. Next. And we are back on the footy corner. Brian, new co-host today. How's everything going? Temporary co-host. Things are good. Things are pretty good here, other than I haven't seen the sun in seven days, but... Well, good. How are you? Yeah, typical weather out here, I guess, right? Just uh, keeping busy at work, but, uh, you know, chugging along. But hopefully the sun will come out eventually. I don't know. It's pretty bad. It's bad by you, too? It's supposed to come out on uh, Saturday and Halloween. But, yeah, I mean, it's been cloudy, rainy, just depressing. When I when I drive to work, it's, it's dark, like literally nighttime. And I leave for work at like 7.30. And it's still dark night. So I'm looking forward to this uh, fall back time change. Yes, that's that's coming up this weekend. Uh, the yep. listeners. Sunday night, yeah. Let them know. Back. Extra hour of sleep. Yes. Thank you. See, Brian already bringing stuff to the table. <laughs> uh, you were actually just on vacation, weren't you? Yeah, I was up in Michigan. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we went with uh, another family here that is like the only family we've ever seen during this whole quarantine time kind of our quarantine uh, friends. Um, we went to my wife, Allison's uh, grandparents have a place up in very, very Northern Michigan, like almost to Canada, uh, Jeff Paris's land. So I was going to say, did you say hi to Jeff while you're up there? We're not allowed up there. We're not allowed to cross the bridge into Canada. <laughs> no uh, eggplant and veal for you. No, hell no. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of beer. It was, it was a good time. Sounds like it. Awesome. Well, sounds like you've had a solid weekend, rough week, but we're getting into the weekend, so it's going to be good times. Yes, Halloween absolutely. is coming up. As the listeners will know, we have a nice little Mount Rushmore for them for absolutely. Halloween. 
so with that said, let's jump into the action. A match you wouldn't think would lead us off, but it will this time. Ast- and it led the week off. It was Aston Villa 0, Leeds 3. Uh, a bit of a shock result. Uh, Bamford with the hat trick in this game. Uh, he has six goals in his first six matches, uh, which is the most in Leeds' first six games since a guy named Eric Cantona back in 92-93. Bet yeah, you remember. Eric Cantona. Yeah. But did you know the name, but I didn't know he played for Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Neither did I until I found that one. And, and Leeds have 12 goals, which is the most by a newly promoted side at this point since also 92-93, which is Middlesbrough. So that leads me to asking you, Brian, Leeds, are they, I mean, we've talked about them here and there. Are they for real? Are they a contender for a European spot? They're definitely for real. Um, as far as a contender for a European spot, you can't rule them out at this point. I mean, you really can't. Right. Um, I mean, with with Bielsa as the manager, they're just flying high. And, and they've played some good teams, too. Like, they've had some good results. Um, they lost to Liverpool, I think. And they drew City. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right on. They beat Villa, who were undefeated. So, I mean, you, you cannot argue with these results. They they are a force to be reckoned with, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it, playing an exciting brand of soccer. Like you said, yeah. Bielsa Ball. For a promoted team, to me, it's it's, it's amazing. Uh, just curiously, just curious, and a lot of people didn't see. Did you happen to see the Mings-Bamford incident? I did chance? see it, yes. A little <laughs> shithousery by uh, Mings. Yeah, and Bamford um, responding with the two goals. So that showed some yeah. some incredible character brian did you uh, do you remember bamford's time at chelsea he was at chelsea right yeah he's a chelsea boy um i think he was part of the lone army i don't mm-hmm. know what caps he has for chelsea not caps but you know how many appearances he has for chelsea i don't think it's very many mm-hmm. i think i mainly remember him from um playing chelsea like career mode in fifa i'm like who's this like 62 rated patrick bamford guy yeah. I'm not gonna play him i'll just sell him so i can buy someone new uh, but um, yeah, he has uh, zero appearances for Chelsea, despite being on the in the squad from 2012 to 2017. Like you said, part of that loan army. Six, six different loans, including a successful loan to Middlesbrough mm-hmm. and, wow. and MK Dons, one of the teams I hate the most. <laughs> well, hey, sometimes that's what it takes. I mean, some guys just flourish under under different systems. Uh, you know, Bamford maybe had that fire light up after they got Rodrigo. We haven't really heard much from Rodrigo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the competition um, for that striker spot there maybe uh, drove him to, to, you know, step up his game. Yeah. And I think that'll keep, uh, keep leads going. Now in terms of Villa looking at the other side of the coin here, first loss. So it's, it's, it's important not to overreact. This is a team that fought out of relegation last season. You know, we didn't, know what to expect on. We thought they'd be better. We talked about it in the preview pod, but man, you know, adding all those pieces, they've been great. This game was, it's, it was a bit rough. I feel like, you know, after that Mings incident, it woke leads up and, and Villa didn't respond well. It, you know, are you worried this could be, is it a small blip or can this be like the beginning of a tailspin with a team like Villa? I don't, I don't think it's the beginning of a tailspin. I, I mean, it, it might not be a small blip, but it's not like Villa are going to go um, winless for the next 10. They're still a really good team. I, I watched the highlights of the game, like, albeit it was on 2x speed on YouTube. <laughs> but um, it looked like, I mean, Villa had a lot of chances. I mean, they were just kind of unlucky. Grealish had some great individual play. 
Um, I think John McGinn had had a pretty good chance late in the game too for a consolation goal. So, I mean, it's just one of those, one of those games where everything fell leads his way and, and Villa didn't convert their chances, but Villa still looked good. And, you know, once it becomes two, nothing, you start kind of start to um, push forward, try to get a goal and, and, open yourself up to a counterattack, which I think kind of happened for Leeds' third goal. So it's not doom and gloom for Villa after this one, I don't think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I agree with you. I'm looking at their fixture list here coming up. Uh, We got Southampton at Arsenal, uh, Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle. So it's not not like, you know, they've already gotten through some some tougher matches, like you mentioned a little bit. And and, uh, they, they, I mean, it was two weeks, two weeks ago, Villa beat Liverpool defending mm-hmm. champions seven to two. Right. Yeah. So, let's not count Villa out after one, one tough loss. I mean, absolutely bananas win there. Now I, yeah. now this is something I just came up with now on the cusp thinking who at this point, do you think will finish better? I mean, before we move to the next team, Villa or Leeds, cause I can't, I just thought of it now. I'm thinking, I'm like, huh, I don't even know who's going to finish higher of these two. Do you have a guess, a shot? And I'll take a shot too. I mean, this is this is really 50-50. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll put it down to ask the, the listeners too, because I think it's a very yeah, that's good a, That's a good question. question. You know, I yeah. slightly lean towards, I feel like Villa for me still. I got to, Leeds still has a little more to prove as the new guy. So. I'm just going to, I'm going to take the other side. I'll take Leeds. Just okay. because Elsa. Yeah. I like that pick. I don't think yes, there's a wrong answer. No, I don't think, well, I mean, there is a wrong answer, but we won't know until the end of the season. <laughs> That's definitely true for sure. Well, moving on, that was a good point. Let's hear what the listeners have to say. Yeah, Let's go to another point. match near and dear to you. Hey, um, intern over there, I see you on Zoom. Can you uh, post that on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's, he's, in, he's see, muted. I forgot, you, you get to see all the inner workings now. Yeah, yeah, the intern's yes. muted, so he can't talk. So yeah, we'll have the intern post that on the on the Twitter account. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a trash guy, so we leave him. <laughs> so so uh, let's go to the next match, which is near and dear to you: Man United yeah. nil, Chelsea nil. Um, yeah. It was it was a zero zero draw. I thought it was it was still exciting both ends. I, I will say Chelsea is winless in their last eight at Old Trafford, which includes five draws, three losses, uh, which is their <laughs> longest run. Since 16 winless between September of 1920 to January of 1957. Again, not a big story. Right. Um, And on the other side of it, Edinson Cavani made his debut. He's the oldest player to make a Premier League debut for Man U since guess who in August of 2016? 26. I was going to be but. Mm, Yes, you got it. Oh, that was 2016. That seems more recent than that. You nailed it. Yeah, Zlatan, you got it. Yeah. That was sharp, yeah. So Zlatan was 34 and 316 days. Edinson, 33 and 253 days. So about yeah. a year apart. So I want to ask you, before we get into some of the inner workings of Chelsea's uh, stuff, because I want to talk to you a bit about them, is this result good for two struggling defenses? I mean, they both get clean sheets out of it? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um United lost their first two home matches this year by a combined score of nine to two. Mm-hmm. So conceding nine goals at home in two matches is awful. That's so true. If you can get a clean sheet, no matter how many goals you score, that's, that's a good result. Absolutely. Especially at home. I mean, I know there's no fans there and that could make a difference, but regardless, you're Manchester United, you play at Old Trafford. You shouldn't be 
conceding nine goals in two games. So we'll give them, give the defense a good boost. Oh yeah, I agree. And then for you guys, like you talked about having Zuma and Silva, some of the French lads back there yep. and can't, can't Dave speak French too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. As so, he speaks French. So you guys had a back five. How do you feel about that move? Uh, considering the defense had struggled a bit lately. Uh, you can't argue with the results of a clean sheet. Um, watching the highlights, like it, it was Mendy, Mendy bailed us out. I mean, I think there was a stoppage right. time shot by Raf, uh, Rashford that, jeez, oh, I don't know how anyone could have saved that, but Mendy did. Um, he made some great saves. So it, you, you still as a Chelsea fan, you want to see your defense step up a little bit more, not even give up those chances. Um, but I mean, United's attack can be, uh, can be class when, when they're on point. Um, and the clean sheet's a clean sheet. You can't argue with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I thought actually, I thought Chelsea did a good job of attacking at the beginning of the match. And yep. then like you said, Edward Mendy, holy crap. That diving save was incredible. He made a few other really good ones. Must have been nice not to see Kepa back there. Yes, extremely nice. Mendy has started his Chelsea career with four clean sheets and five starts. Ooh, that's that's amazing. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, I think uh, – I forget the exact stat, but I think some either this four clean sheets and five starts or, or something along these lines, number of saves or something, is um, the most recent – Keeper to do it is uh, Petr Cech, so he's in good company there. Who might be playing at some point for you guys? He, he is registered as a player for Chelsea <laughs> this year. <laughs> that is bananas, that is absolutely wild. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so the, so on that note, uh, the game definitely I don't think was as as, as boring as the result. No, no definitely not. Um, I will say this. Uh, so. I think that's good for that game moving on in terms of Chelsea specifically speaking. Cause what happened was um, Jorginho missed a pen I yep. think, in the, in midweek um, at, uh, at the champions league match in the first half against Krasnodar, which Krasnodar, is yeah. in Petersburg, mm-hmm. which it was his second in recent time. Now people were talking about perhaps switching the, the pen taker, but you know, I, you know, looking at it, actually, I can't, I found a few things on who have taken pens under Frank Lampard yeah. and Jorginho's nine of eleven, and those two were just recent. Yeah, uh, William was four for four. I don't remember the the second one that Jorginho's missed. So uh, it was a, it was a few weeks ago. It was it was briefly okay. mentioned on the pod. We didn't make a big deal because he doesn't miss. I'm like ah, whatever yeah. it was, happens. And but now it's two. William was four for four before uh pedro was one for one there neither of them are anywhere no. to be found ross barkley's oh for one <laughs> he's nowhere to be found timo Werner one for one now so he's yeah, the he, only he's got a penalty uh, just in the same game that Jorginho missed mm-hmm. so would he be he, a he candidate or would you stick with Jorginho? stick with Jorginho. i mean nine for 11 is better than cristiano ronaldo yeah it's true i mean you can't make every single penalty you take. No one does. Mm-hmm. Your penalty taker is going to miss them. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, because this one doesn't mean yank them. Right. And, and so that leads me to, he and Bruno Fernandez have the same style. Just real briefly, what do you think about that stutter step to make the goalie move first? Do you like that? Would you personally do that? Well, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Good, but 
Hell no. Um, I'm terrible at penalty kick. With no <laughs> goalie, I still only make like 65% of them. <laughs> um, hey, it's better than Ross Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, all right. Well, like, I mean, it seems like it works for Jorginho and for Nate. I mean, Bruno, he has a pretty good conversion rate too. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like the, the patient kind of style where you run up slow, you, you wait for the keeper to indicate where he's going to go. And then you, I don't know how these guys do it, but they can just decide at the very last second where they're going to kick and, and they do it. And I think, uh, Hazard had the same kind of style. He didn't have that stutter step. Mm-hmm. bunny hop but he had the same kind of um slow last second approach yeah it definitely does take a lot of balls and, and it's better than um that italian zaza guy <laughs> yes he kicked it to the moon he, he took 45 steps in the three yard uh run up to the kick. <laughs> that's that the, a classic euro i think that was euros right that was euros and i'm gonna get the intern to put find that Zaza clip if we can to post it for the people. Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, okay. Yeah. So last thing I want to say, I don't know if you heard, but Telesh, we were wondering where he was because Luke Shaw has been playing. We were slating yeah. him on the pod. Looks like Telesh has COVID. So, but Luke Shaw did fine. So um, we'll see how that progresses. Last thing I want to ask you before we move to the next match. How do you feel about Chelsea overall? Um, I, I'm feeling better. We'll, we'll, I mean, that, win midweek against a weak Russian side. I mean, that's good. Get, get some boys off the, off the snide. Pulisic scored first. Uh, Zayek Ziyech scored his first. Werner scored again. Callum Hudson Adoy scored his first for the season. So these guys got the ball in the back of the net and I expect them to keep doing the same. I think they're, they're starting to gel together. So like, like everyone thought would happen. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it continues on against Burnley this week. Yeah. Both you guys and United took out all the goals you didn't score and scored them yep. all in champions league. They, yep. they whitewashed uh Leipzig. Actually the premier league uh, outscored their opponents 14 to nothing uh, in champions league. Champions so. league. Yes. Not in Europa league. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not in Europa league. Cause we'll come to that one that did not hit. Uh, but speaking of the ones that did hit man city, West Ham, man city did not hit in their premier league match. It was one, one, uh, Mikel Antonio, who wants to be the new Machamp, it, it feels like, scoring for West Ham early. Uh, Phil Foden, Jeff Paris's boy, equalizes. Yep. Um, only Harry Kane has more goals than Mikel Antonio since mm-hmm. what we called Project Restart. Um, yep. You know, is he keeping Moise's job afloat? Is he the one keeping West Ham afloat? Are they just lucky? Because they've been pulling off some results against really good teams. They came back against... Tottenham last week to make it three, three, they've drawn man city. I mean, yep. are they just lucky? What's going on with West Ham? You, you make your own luck at some point. I mean, you can't you draw two of the top teams in the league twice in a row and just call it lucky. Um, True. Two weeks against Spurs. They showed some real grit mm-hmm. um, and city. They, they held their own. I mean, yeah. um, that goal by Antonio was just, uh, world class. I mean, mm-hmm. um, if if you guys haven't seen it, it was a bicycle kick, basically. Yes. That's true. It's really nice, and I know there was a handball shout um, on the build-up play for I think I think check, um, mm-hmm. but that was one of those where I saw it. it 
it could have gone either way. I'm I'm glad they didn't call it, given all the the amount of handballs we've seen that are that are so soft. I'm glad they did that one and let the goal stand. Um, I don't know. At, at some point, it's just it's not luck anymore. It's just you're a decent squad. Yeah, you. I mean, you make a good point. This is a team that gave up a lot of ball possession, but if you look at goal attempts, it's not as lopsided as it could have been. Um, and and yeah, like you know, like you're saying, they're they're just a team with grit. They they hang in there uh, against Tottenham, like you said, came back three goals late with Man City. They held their own, didn't give up a second after they they broke on a first. So let's see, you know, but but our early predictions within the group of hey, this team is in big trouble. I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit. I'm, I think I might be wrong about them and they may be fun to watch yep. on the other end. Let's talk. Let's talk Manchester city. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so Manchester city, another rough result for them. Yep. Um, I mean, granted. So are they in trouble or is it because the premier league is just wild? Is, is, is Peppa bald fraud? What's going on here? I think it's a, a, a bit of all three of those. Uh, <laughs> My my first thought was was the fact they have to rely on a goal from Phil Foden to get a against West Ham is not a good sign for them, given all that talent they have. I on the last round table I, call, I called Kevin De Bruyne the best player in the Premier League. Where the hell has he been? Right, Phil Foden is yeah. outshining him. Yeah, <laughs> Sterling hasn't done much. I don't think recently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I. They they have some serious questions to to ask themselves. Um, yeah, it, it could be just like you like we've talked about four team with what, the same manager for X amount of time. It's maybe the well's gone dry. Yeah, it, it really could be. I mean, Pep Pep won two in a row, and it, it seems like it's been downhill since then. I mean, granted, it's only been two years. I mm-hmm. just hate to see uh, a manager that's experienced recent success. Um, just get sacked real quick, but there, there's some other options that city could see that. I mean, if they hired Pochettino, I think they would turn things around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, new voice Pochettino's still waiting. He's sitting there surprisingly yeah. saying that though, I, if they fired Pep Guardiola after five games of this season, that would be ridiculous. So <laughs> bananas. Yeah, it would. I think they, they need to give Pep the chance. I mean, their their squad is too good. But I, I think to your point a little bit earlier is this season has just been wild so far. Mm-hmm. Not out of it. I mean, you look at the top of the table, it's still you still see Villa, Everton, Leeds, all these teams that are above City. And, um, it, it's just wild. It's a long season, so you can't overreact yet. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we're looking what six games into it, and and you see, yeah, like twelve. There are twelve teams, like you said, Adam. And they do have the game in hand, and Pep has been talking a bit about hey, we've had too many matches in a short time. Some of our team has gone through COVID, um, and I guess you know they've they've gotten Aguero back recently, but they haven't really had both their top strikers at, at full strength. But a team like that, you'd imagine, has the backups, has the good players, yeah. and, and like we're saying, like you mentioned, De Bruyne. That's a great point. Arine's going to love that one because, you know, because <laughs> that's his guy. doesn't show, hasn't shown up. Um, I don't want to hear Pep's excuses. It's, he sounds like Mourinho with these dumbass excuses. Like he's the only team that has faced hardships. Like fuck, get the fuck out of here. Like there's win losers make excuses. 
I so agree. Often win. And the only one that's not for them. Matches than you. Yeah. <laughs> and the only one that isn't making excuses for them, Phil Foden, who scored in three of his past four away Premier League matches yeah. after zero in his previous 13. So he needs that to rub off to the rest of that team. And let's see if they can fix it. Uh, you know, I mean, otherwise we're going to be ripping a lot, you know, with Jeff yeah. Paris here in what, a couple weeks here with our, our next panel because we have what, two <laughs> more matches and then another international break. He's going to need some more drinks and some more uh, edibles to get that one. <laughs> that is true for sure. So let's see if they can fix their problems, but let's go to a, a team that their fans are very, I feel like doom and gloom considering what's going on. Liverpool two, Sheffield United one. Um, they had goal that, you know, they actually conceded first Sander Berg uh, with a goal in the 13th. And then Firmino and Yota, Coming back and scoring, I actually live betted this game right before the two goals happened and got it at a plus. Uh, I mean, you knew it was coming. First yeah. of all, I want to ask you that VAR call against Liverpool, that penalty. Yeah. I mean, do you think it was correct? No. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly blunt. It was a foul, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it, basically what happened is um, was it McBurney that had the ball? I think so. It was either McBurney so, or McGoldrick, one of those two lads. Yeah, I think it was McBurney. Like the ball off, like at the top of the box. Uh, a couple players, Leeds and Liverpool. He ended up with the ball. Fabinho kind of tackled him, um, got the ball and McBurney's feet, legs. Um, McBurney went down, so it was definitely a foul because because mm-hmm. Fabinho's trailing leg in the tackle took him out. But neither the ball nor McBurney's feet were ever inside the box. Right. Right. It, I don't even know if the if they were going in the direction of the box where you can kind of say like play was per- proceeding towards the box, so it should have been in the box. Like it, it was not in the box, so it shouldn't have been a penalty kick. I, I agree. I don't know I why. I mean, I don't know why they reversed the call with VAR. I don't know what they saw. Right. That was a bit unbelievable. And that's not the first of our decision that was wild this week. I will say second week in a row that that Liverpool got shafted with a, a VAR call. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, and yeah, I can. So now I guess I could see why their fans are a little upset. You know, the, the VVD injury uh, and now these the VAR is just not going in their direction. Uh, but I will say maybe they had them where they wanted them because Liverpool's unbeaten in their last 13 home games after conceding first. Um, they've they've won 10 of those and drawn three and they won the last nine in a row. Uh, Diego Rota making a big impact. Um, he scored in his first two home matches. The first since Sadio Mane. Uh, and, and I know I didn't really mention this earlier, but do you think Diego Yota is going to make a, a big impact? Is he is he good to have in case? Is he a good backup for one of those front three if they go cold or get injured? Yeah, definitely. He's he's a good backup. Like you said, he scored the, a couple of big goals there. Um, yeah, I think so. he's always good to have someone like him as a backup. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I think I think he's young. So I feel like, uh, you know, if one of those guys up up and goes, I just I feel like Sadio Mane might be that guy in the near future. Uh, they made a maybe a good move because at first we're like 40 million. That's a lot of money for this guy. Uh, but watching him, he's been great. Now, let's go to a position that maybe they weren't so deep at and, and there could be issues coming. Right. VVD went down. Uh, Joel Montip is actually out for a bit. I, I didn't really know that until today. Um, and Fabinho has had the injury occur midweek, but I guess it's only in, only a few weeks. But still, where where does that leave them in the back um, with him be, getting injured? 
uh, you know, I've heard they may stick Jordan Henderson back there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's how many I'm, midfielders? I'm kind of thinking the same thing too. Like, who else are you going to put there? You have Joe Gomez. He's he's great in FIFA, but it's this isn't a video game, right? <laughs> Talk to ask Arena about that. Like Gomez, like Liverpool fans, I don't think have much confidence in Gomez. Right. Yeah, he's always been kind of a defensive midfielder, so maybe he can slot in and and take take over and that's a good spot for the captain to be too. Um, mm-hmm. John Terry proved that for his entire career. Um, right. I mean, who, who's next in Liverpool's line? Like, I don't even know these fucking guys names Williams or something. Yeah. So, so that's good. You, you got right into it. Uh, Reese Williams is the probably most experienced of their young players. Um, he's played in their FA Youth Cup winning side in 2019. Uh, he's played a few European matches this year. Um, then they have some lad named Sepp Vandenberg. He's a Netherlands Youth yep. International. Um, yep. He's made a few last, he made a few first team appearances last season. And then you really go down to a Nat Phillips and a Billy Cumetio, which I, I don't know any of these lads. They're, they're okay. too young. And, but it's, it's kind of a bit dire. Um, so I, I would go Henderson and Gomez, right? I mean, that's your move, only option right now. Yeah. Could they move? Um, they signed that Greek dude at left back. Could they move yeah. Robertson to center back? Oof, that'd be interesting. Or maybe would you move the Greek guy there? Because I feel yeah, like I Robertson's too good at his position. You can't. Yeah. Him and Trent are, are both so good attacking and yeah. decent defensively, but you don't want to lose that attacking power. Do they still have Nathaniel Klein? I don't think so. I think he, I don't know where he is, but he's, he's gone somewhere. Know. Maybe palace. He's too old. I haven't seen him in years. Scenes when they have um, a play center back. <laughs> Maybe he'll do better at center back than he's at goalie. I mean, he can't do much worse. Can he? <laughs> Klein is at crystal palace. Good shout. He's only yeah. nine. Look at that. He, Jeez. you know, Maybe he'll get game action soon uh, in a revenge match. But, but yeah, Liverpool, the options are, are – it's a bit dire. But I feel like – so my question being, I guess, can these – let's say they do Henderson and, and Gomez. That makes the most sense to me. Maybe yeah. throw Reese Williams out there every once in a while. Can these – can they hold up with the offensive power they have for these next two, three weeks? I feel like it's going to be okay. But I know yeah. a lot of Liverpool fans that don't think it's going to be okay. So I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of 50-50 on it, like watching the highlights of that – uh, game Sheffield had a lot of chances. They did. That's and true. A, a more clinical team than Sheffield would have been a major problem for Liverpool. That's true. And if teams maybe watch them, hey, we can attack them. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's this is Sheffield who scored two goals all season, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they had two they coming into it. They have three yeah, two now. Come, one against Arsenal, one against um, whoever they played last week, West Brom. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. And honestly, they they could have had three, three or four against Liverpool, but didn't finish well. That's uh, true. I, I do want to say, watching the highlights, I saw Trent Alexander Arnold's uh, free kick attempt in the first half from his oh. own half that almost went in. That was hilarious. I wish that had gone in because that would have been bananas. Yeah, I actually I almost captained him in fantasy. Um, it was, I was because I thought, oh, Sheffield's a great matchup for him. I'm glad I did not. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I captained the right guy. We'll talk about that later. Um, yep. So we'll see how Liverpool does. I, I personally think they'll be okay. But like you said, it does open them up um, the way the Premier League is. Coming up. Yeah. 
it's a bit wild. So, and Henderson moving back there would open the midfield up a little bit too. So, I mean, you, you might strengthen in one position, you weaken in the other, but you know, we'll but, see. Talking about a team that's strengthened in one position and by doing that has weakened in the other Arsenal zero Leicester one. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. Jamie Vardy comes on. Jamie Vardy scores. Yep. Vardy has 11 goals in 12 matches versus Arsenal. Do you know which player has more than Jamie Vardy against us? There's only one player and he has had 12 goals. He's not, well, he kind of still plays, but he's not in the premier league. He plays, but he's not in the premier league. Yeah. He does play in the English system though. In the English system. Yeah. He's still around, but you oh, wouldn't goodness. think of him as still playing. <laughs> There's one player that scored more than Vardy against Arsenal. Against Arsenal. Is it from a big a big club? He did play for a, a big club, but so he started at a medium to larger size club, went to a big club, then went back to that medium size club for one season and now he's in the championship. He's in the ch- oh jeez. Um I'll give one more clue that may help, but I'll wait for a second there. Was it ju- were they just relegated? No, they've been in there for a bit. He's he actually was a player manager for a bit. Oh, Wayne Rooney? Yeah, it's Wayne Rooney. <laughs> That's, I mean, you wouldn't think about that, but yeah, Wayne Rooney. No. I would have thought Harry Kane at first, but... Um, I would have thought uh, Drogba. Yeah, that too. That too, around that time. So yeah, only yeah. Wayne Rooney has scored more against Arsenal in those matches. This is, again, uh, some bad stats for Arsenal. Leicester's first win at Arsenal since 1973, which was a run of 27 straight matches. Um, you know, before I talk a little bit about the, you know, the the how and why's of this match. Did you happen to see the goal that got disallowed? Yes. And what were your thoughts on it? You're more neutral than I am. <laughs> um, so, so those that are, and I'll give you a chance to think about it. Those that are listening, it was about two minutes into the match. It was on a corner. Um, Lacazette gets his head on it. Shaka was in front of the goalie when the play started. Um, he stood he in front of the goalie like, the whole time. Hmm. I, I think Xhaka was in front of the goalie the whole time. But I also don't think the goalie had any chance. Was it Schmeichel that was playing mm-hmm. goal? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he ever really had a chance. Would, would have come out to get it. But you can't really judge it by what the goalie would or wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I mean, did Lacazette, it barely, like Lacazette barely grazed it with his head. It almost mm-hmm. looked a corner that um, went directly in. Yeah, he 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 nicked it, and then it it, it gave okay. it a slight redirect. That yeah, that was going in the yeah. It was, it was, the goal was called um, was I guess offside. Mm-hmm. They thought he was too much in the play, Shaka. So Be- and it was only offside because Lacazette touched it with his head. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. you can't be offside on a corner. Correct. That's true. Very true. So. Xhaka was nowhere near the ball at any point, but since he was in front of the goalie, I guess, and because Lacazette touched it, then it, I, think it, I think it's a right call. Okay. Yeah, I just thought um, I thought Xhaka moved a little bit. I mean, again, I'm seeing all these Arsenal vantage points. Yeah. Uh, and, and I thought, I look, at, I look at Schmeichel's reaction. Schmeichel says, ah, oh, it went in. He's mad at himself. He at no point complains to the ref this guy was in my way he never so to me that's like hmm he thought it was a good goal but yeah I mean I guess the rules are the rules and 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 Arsenal had many chances in this game Um, I don't know what the highlights showed but in the first half they had many chances 
Um, still a bit too negative for some people's likings. Their defense is settled. Should they uh-huh. be worried about their lack of scoring? Again, this is two straight games with zero goals. Uh, Aubameyang has not scored in five games, which is the first time he's done this since 2014 with Dortmund uh, in November. Should they be worried at all? Or do you think that, hey, that's the first step they're going to figure the offense out? Uh, I think they should be worried a little bit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they should have scored against Leicester. Aubameyang, I mean... I don't, I don't really know exactly how streaky he is, but mm-hmm. just in general, you know, strikers seem to be the type where you need to score a goal to open the floodgates. And if you can't get that one, it just builds up and builds up and builds up and you just can't score for some reason. It was like uh, mm-hmm. Alvaro Morata for Chelsea. Like he could do shit until he scored one goal. Yes. Which, by the way, I don't know if you heard, Alvaro Morata had three goals called off this week by far in, in Champions League. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is amazing that you brought him up because that, that reminded me. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's unbelievable. He, he had more goals called off in Champions League than he scored for Chelsea. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not, not exactly, but... Um, well, probably close. Yeah. For, for Arsenal, I mean... I'm looking at their schedule. They have Villa, Leeds, Wolves, and Spurs next in the, the league. Mm-hmm. If you looked at that before and United started, you, yeah, and then United, yeah, you you would have said, "Oh, that's that's not too bad of a stretch." But now looking at Villa, Leeds, and Wolves, like that's mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a really tough schedule. And if you guys can't figure out your your scoring, it it could be a, a drought of points here. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that at some point, a lot of people are waiting for Mikel Arteta to just say, hey, you know what? Take the handbrake off a little bit. You know, trust Garbalish. He's done pretty decent lately. Um, friend of the pod, uh, shout out. <laughs> you know, their defense has done better. And with Thomas Party, they, they have to trust him a little more. Yep. I thought they, they did not pass to him enough in the second half. Um, so yeah, there's a team that I was fr- I was very angry on Sunday. I was very frustrated, so yep. I'll admit. Um, but so, hey... Uh, what was that? I was going to ask. So they played Dundalk today in Ireland team in the um, Europa League, and they won three nothing. And and Ketia, Willock, and Pepe scored. Mm-hmm. Um, before before the game, I kind of targeted it as a game where they can kind of grow their confidence and score some goals, get get guys um, get guys going, get their momentum going. Mm-hmm. Game where you put Obama Yang in, let him score a hat trick. <laughs> Obviously, you know, hopefully he scores a hat trick and then take him out or, you know, t- let him score a goal even. Just get his confidence against a weak side. It doesn't matter. Like, strikers need to score that goal no matter who it's against. Mm-hmm. Give him a chance against a, a shit team from Ireland. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe on Sunday when they play again, he'll have that confidence. But he didn't even get into the game. I don't even know if he was in the lineup at all, but yeah, no, I guess he was there opting to rest a lot of their guys. Yeah. Cause, the, Cause the schedule is a bit condensed now, isn't it? Cause they're playing yeah. Champions League, Europa League every week now, it seems, you yep. know? Um, yep. So I guess with that stretch of games you mentioned coming up, he just said, you know what, I'm going to rest him. Hope he does better. We'll see that team. That team needs to score some goals. Uh, but I agree with you. Today's game was a chance. I think they rolled the carpet out for Pepe to get confidence, and we'll see what happens yeah, there. Uh, Lester, on the other hand, 
you know, they, they started out hot, then roughed up. Now they're getting hot again. They seem a bit, um, they're like an amoeba a little bit. They could fit their opponents. Like with city, they went punch for punch five to two. You know, you see that game. And that's why I thought, Hey, this game's going to have a three, one, you know, I was, I was like, our defense is better. And if Lester's as open as they were against man city, boom, but, but Brendan Rogers parked the bus. He knew, Hey, they don't have a creative guy. And the only way we could hit him is on the counter because they're organized now. So Brennan Rogers played this amazing. Are Lester, do they have the players that they can kind of be an amoeba and kind of fit their opponent? And and is that a, a good thing that they play their opponent and not their own style? Um, it's one of those things where like when it works, it's good. And when it doesn't work, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously like that's a dumb statement, but you know, it's not very deep or anything, but um, when it works, it does work. Yeah. Like you said, against City, Rodgers saw a weakness in, in how they play, and, and he exploited it, and they scored five goals against City, and against Leicester, or sorry, against Arsenal, they it was just like, like you said, it was the right game plan against the right opponent. So um, it'll just take, I think it, it's, it works for them because for they don't sure. have, they're not a 500 million euro team or a billion billion euro team. Like some of these others have a smaller wage bill. They have players that fill roles. So you have to play the, the, the right players in the right roles at the right time. And, and it seems like they're doing that for the most part. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So, I mean, we'll see how Lester goes. It's looking good for them. Again, so we'll see. Maybe we're getting high on them and they'll come back down. So let's see yeah. how Brendan Rodgers approaches the next few matches before the international break. Speaking of a team that, you know, has been getting hot until today, um, Tottenham. Uh, Burnley nil, Tottenham won. Let's first talk about that match. Um, are, is Kane to Son ever going to cool down? Because uh, Son with the goal again in this match from Harry Kane, they've combined 29 times and only Drogba and Lampard uh, combined more, I believe. Um, I don't know if that's under Mourinho or ever, but that's, I mean, they're going to catch, they're going to catch them the way they're yeah, going. For sure. Are they ever going to slow down or will it go the other way? Maybe son Kane? No, they're not going to slow down. I don't think mm-hmm. it, it, I think it'll go the other way at some point, but I don't know what it's going to take to get them to slow down. You start focusing on, on son more to, to defend against his attack. And, and guess what? Kane's going to get open. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, they're a team that is, you know, they've been exciting. They're one of the top goal scoring teams. I mean, granted, they only got one in this game. Um, yeah. In this game, the stats, I mean, you look at Marie, I mean, with Mourinho, you probably shouldn't look at the stats, right? Cause you know, you, <laughs> the possession is, it was a bit high, but the goal attempts and the shots on goal actually lean in Burnley's direction. Um, yeah. So, you know, should you worry about the stats with Mourinho, you think, or just, Hey, they're playing well. Let it um, you're a guy that has seen him manage, right? So it, it's one of those things again, like like the Lester discussion. When it works, it works, and when it doesn't, oh boy, it's ugly to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you definitely do have to worry about the stats in a game when you play against Burnley. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if that was a game against Arsenal or Chelsea or uh, another just another top half team last yeah. season. Everton, then don't get too worried, but it's Burnley. 
Right. All right. That's true. I mean, well, and then today, so you don't know what you're getting with them. Box of chocolates. Yeah. Today they lost to Royal Antwerp. Was that what? I'm looking at my, uh, the score app to see score. They have all the, um, you know, they have all the teams in here and they have all the team's logos. This Royal Antwerp team doesn't have a logo. <laughs> Unreal team from freaking Belgium that just beat them. And now they're first in the group. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, I'm just laughing because it's hilarious to me, but I mean, but I mean we we we're getting subs at halftime. Yeah. Oh, he was pissed. He made yeah. a lot of subs at halftime. Did, was that when Bale came off? Cause I think Bale started, right? No, Bale started. He didn't come off till the 58th minute. 58. But. Okay. Huh. Bale's been on the field. I don't know if he played against Burnley, but um, I don't think actually. I don't. I know he didn't start. He definitely didn't start that match. Yeah, so, when I was watching, and he never came on. No, it, it seems like he's always been on when they've been scored on. Yeah, he when he's been on the field, Tottenham have, have conceded four four goals and scored zero. <laughs> so the Gareth Bale curse lives on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I guess the last thing I want to ask about this because i mean with tottenham unpredictable burnley are they ass like what's going yes. on with burnley? yeah they're bad they're ass okay <laughs> let's talk about another team that relinquished their undefeated record everton losing 2-0 to southampton uh not not a great result for them uh we had ward prowse and shea adams scoring lucas Dino with a questionable red card did you, uh, did you happen to catch that i did yeah i mean um uh, it was for some reason, a couple Everton fans on um, Twitter, mainly because they're kind of FIFA YouTube creators, but mm-hmm. um, so they were kind of complaining about it. It looked like Dino was just kind of running. It was kind mm-hmm. of of legs, so it was a bit harsh for a red. Um, I think I saw that the, the ban was re- reduced from three games to one. It was, yeah. Which, which was, I, I think, the, the right call. Mm-hmm. But it didn't change the game that much. Everton were already down 2 nothing. Um, red card was issued. So I think they were going to lose anyway. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Yeah. No, I mean, it changed the game. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think they were already done and dusted, but you know, it, it was a bit of a rough car call. I don't think they were coming back the way they were playing. No. Yeah. Um, and, and can they, so, so the question comes with Everton, really, I'm not, I'm not too worried about Southampton yet, but with Everton, can they sustain this kind of run? Cause we got Richarlison that's out for three games or I guess two more games. Yeah. Dini is going to be out next match. Uh, you know, are they going to be able to sustain this? You know, the Carlo Ancelotti is not happy with all these calls. Is this one of those teams that's going to be around or is it just part of the crazy premier league that, Hey, they'll have a bad result and they'll bounce back. I think it's part of the crazy premier league. Um, it'll, it'll all even itself itself out in the end. The next game, Everton's opponent could get a, uh, Silly red card, you know. It, it's it, it's nothing that Everton is necessarily doing um, to get these red card calls every game. It's not like they're playing dirty or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what comes of it. I Pickford, think uh, Pickford uh, should have gotten a red card for his tackle on Van Dyke, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. See, we got another person saying that Liverpool fans will be happy. Arian will be happy to hear that. Uh, but yeah. you know, hey. 
let's see. I guess that's another team. I, I just feel like we don't know what's going to happen this week. And, and it's, it's evident when I come up, show you these scores here in a second. Uh, but let's just round it out. Uh, Fulham one, Palace two, Riedewald and Zaha for Palace scoring. Carrying with a late goal, but it wasn't enough for Fulham. Wolves yeah. one, Newcastle one, Raul with a really nice goal. And yep. then it was answered by a really another really nice free kick from Jacob Murphy. So if there was yeah. ever a game that you want to watch and say, well, the whole game wasn't great, but if you just watch those two clips, oh, they were beauties, both yeah. goals. Just, so just watch like the last 10 minutes of that game. Uh, Brighton won, West Brom won. Livermore was the, the opposite. Own goal. That was the, this was the opposite. Another 1-1 game. You didn't want to watch any of the games and you, the goals weren't great. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's true. So great. <laughs> The, the Ivanovich hitting it off Livermore was yep. comedic. Um, <laughs> and then some lad named Carlin Ahern Grant, who I've never heard of in my life, <laughs> equalizes it uh, for West Brom late. Um, you know, I was actually mad and I got into an argument with some people. Uh, so the goal that Brighton scored was it, it, Lamptey was the one that crossed it. Okay. And that's the one that Ivanovich tried to clear hits Livermore. Uh-huh. In. So in today's Premier League, when it goes with fantasy, they give assists to people that are taken down in the box. Did you know that? Like if a penalty is scored? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if a pen is scored, the assist will go to the guy that drew the pen. So what if the guy that draws the pen also scores a penalty? So then it's just no assist then. Okay. Isn't that great? So, so, so there's that rule. Then I'm sitting here thinking, well, Lamptey put that ball in that uh-huh. was an own goal. Now, if you're going to give an assist to the guy that draws the pen – you know, I was, they did yeah. not give an assist to Lamptey because he wasn't the second to last guy to touch the ball. Uh, I was very oh, limited yeah. because I have Lamptey in fantasy, <laughs> but you know, I can see that because, because it, it, he was the, the second to last guy. If he, if he mm-hmm. had crossed it and then he got kicked directly in by Ivanovich or the other guy, I right. can, giving him. I don't know if they do give him the assist for that, mm-hmm. um, but I can see that. But since he crossed it in, Ivanovich kicked it and then it hit someone else. Right. And then went in. That's the key assist, but not a soccer assist. So, and, and so I agree with, so that's the point where I was like, okay, I can see that. And I was like, let me look back at an incident where a guy crossed it and it hit a hand and that caused a penalty. Did the guy crossing yeah. it? And they did, they gave the assist to Andy Carroll. I don't remember which game it was, no. <laughs> but I was like, okay, so it's a little wild. I'm getting, I'm getting screwed over in fantasy, but I'll, yeah. I'll leave, I'll air it out somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> Just a shout out to uh, to the fantasy owners out there. Uh, any any remarks about these matches? Any of these teams that you yeah. want to comment on or not? No, <laughs> I agree. Not much going on there. Let's go to the scores. Rough week, very yeah. very bad week. But you led the way. What? You led the way with twelve points. <laughs> that is very surprising. <laughs> it's a very low total, and it's twelve. I mean twelve, but you led it. You had twelve. Uh, Steve and Jeff had 10, I had nine, and then Arine and Nikhil had eight, uh, which might be an all-time low for all these teams going. But that puts you in first place, Brian. You're no longer the caboose. Yep. You're you're co-hosting this week. <laughs> you're on top of the world, man. You got 14.33. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got 14.33. I have 13.83. I'm in second. Arine's in third at 13.67. Steve is fourth, 12.6. Nikhil is fifth at 12.4 and Jeff's the Canadian caboose at 11.83. <laughs> These are low scores. Yep. So it's there to prove that the premier league is wild this season. Um, before yeah. we get to our predictions, 
I want to share that draft table. Remember when we drafted the first opening day? Mm-hmm. Um, you're still in first on 42 points with a plus 15 goal difference. Arine is right behind you, you with 40 who, points. Can you say mm-hmm. who the teams are that we each have? Yes. So you you are uh, you had 40. Let me just make sure I have it right here. You have 42 yeah. points. Let me flip my – I have it here in the notes. So do you know – that you know, I told myself I was going to make an Excel, and I've been doing this manually. <laughs> Jeez, I don't trust your score. I know I have Arsenal, Spurs, Crystal Palace, and yep. I, Villa. Yep, you're in first place with Arsenal, Tottenham, Villa, and Palace, and you were very worried about that team. Yes, you know, you've got 42 points with plus 15 goals different. Well, Villa, Villa's hot start helped for sure, and Palace ain't doing so bad. So no, then Arin is two points behind you, so only two points back with. Uh, Chelsea, Everton, Leeds, and West Ham. So Everton uh-huh. and Leeds are really helping him. He's got a plus 16 goal difference. So if it comes down to it, you guys are close there. Uh, then you have a six-point lead on me. I'm at 36. With minus four goal difference, I have Liverpool, Newcastle, Leicester, and West Brom. Big yikes on the last one. And then <laughs> there's a huge gap. So we got 42, 40, 36 points. And then it's 24 points for Steve, rolling out Man City, Burnley, Southampton, and Brighton. And Jeff, you're double caboose in it right now. With 19 <laughs> points. That's you have 42 to give an idea. He has 19. Oh wow! With Man U, Wolves, Sheffield, and Fulham. So <laughs> you'd think some of those would go right for it. Man U, Wolves, Sheffield, and Fulham. Oh. So Sheffield and Fulham are going to get relegated. Yeah. So he could be in trouble. He might get relegated too. We we should make last place get relegated, and Nikhil should take their place next year. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Jeff, get your shit together, even though you can't really do anything now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, this competition. Right? Or the other thing we could do is we can say out of the six doing the predictions, the top five get to draft next year. So that, that might be yeah. – it's more in your hands. So we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll think about it. Are you ready for predictions? Yes. You're subbing in for Arian this week. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for good predictions, but they can't be better than mine. So oh, let's roll. All right. Uh, first match tomorrow, or I guess today, yep. for those of you listening to oh, the yeah. pod. Uh, and also today where you're at. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's today at your place, but not at mine yet. Yep. Uh, Wolves and Palace. It should should be a decent one. Um, yeah. I've got Wolves 1, Palace 1, Raul. I have Wolves 2, Palace 1, Raul. There we go. Uh, and then opening things up Saturday morning. Sheffield and Man City at Sheffield zero, Man City two, Raheem Sterling. I have Sheffield one, Man City three, Sterling. I don't know why I have Sheffield scoring a goal, but it, it might. I mean, they have. I think the last three yeah. matches they've scored their three goals. So they scored on Liverpool. You never know. Now it's for your boys, Burnley and Chelsea. I got Burnley zero. I'm counting on another clean sheet, mate. I've got yep. Chelsea two, and Timo Werner is going to prevent you from drinking Malort. I have the exact same thing. There you go. Okay, so I feel good about it. You're because you you're actually you know fan that watches Liverpool West Ham. I think this could be tricky. Yeah, but Liverpool's I believe at home. So I got Liverpool two West Ham one Salah. <laughs> Again, I have the exact same thing. <laughs> there you go. Now this one is. I, I'll be surprised if we have the same thing on this one. Villa Southampton. I think this game's going to be banana. There's always like a bonkers game. I think this is going to be it. Yep. I think, I think it's going to be Villa two Southampton two Ali Watkins. Uh, very close. I have Villa three, Southampton two, Watkins. There you go. So we both think it'll be a, it, I think that'll be one to watch. Yeah, um, absolutely. 
that, that people don't expect. Newcastle hosting Everton. Everton's missing a couple guys, but I still think they'll win. I got 2-1 Calvert-Lewin for sure. I have Newcastle 1, Everton 1, Calvert-Lewin. I, I could, and you know what? I could see I mulled over that for a while. I could yeah. see that one. I, All right. The Everton's kind of in a slump now. I, it just might continue. And, and I, I, I agree with you. I can totally see that. Newcastle is a team that they can cause trouble on any given day. Yeah. United and Arsenal. Um, I shouldn't be confident, but I am again. Here I am. Uh, they, if you asked me this Sunday, I wouldn't have said this, but today you've asked, we've asked me. So Man United won, Arsenal two, and I think Aubameyang finally scores again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> have United, Arsenal two with Rashford scoring. What was the first? What was the United score? United two, Arsenal two. So draw. Okay. Two, two, that was the game I Rashford, predicted last week. Rashford scored a hat trick uh, midweek against RB Leipzig. Mm-hmm. So, in 16 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's out. He's a superhero. He's out feeding people, scoring goals. Yeah, absolutely. Tottenham host Brighton. They usually trip when I pick them to win, so I'm going to do that. I got Tottenham 2, Brighton 1, Son. I have Tottenham 4, Brighton 0, Son. There you go. Oh, I hope it really works for you then. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope not. I don't want Tottenham to win, but Brighton is pretty shit. <laughs> Right. Uh, well, I'm, what I mean is I'm hoping you have the reverse curse that I have for them. Oh, yes. Yes. And then so there's Fulham and West Brom. This is the earlier Monday game that they usually end up putting a really shit match. Yep. I almost I and I have it here. I mean, you could, I have zero. I had zero zero. Yep. It's like mm, I'm going to delete that. I'll make it one one and I'll give the goal to Adam Ola Lookman of Fulham. <laughs> Wild goal score. Yeah, I almost had zero zero as well, but I went with Fulham one West Brom zero. Um, and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Oh, I like that one. So none of us picked Mitrovic. I'm glad because he's Oh, been yeah, I, I forgot about him, but... <laughs> then Monday night, the better game of the two, yeah. probably. Leeds and Leicester. I think I don't think Leicester's going to escape this one. I got Leeds 2, Leicester 1. I got Patrick Bamford just to keep it rolling. Yep. I have the same score, Leeds 2, Leicester 1, Leicester 1, but I have Vardy scoring. Yeah, that might be a safe bet. You I know, mean, hopefully he plays, but he's, he will. Uh, I think he's back. He's not going to try to make a provisional pick like Arena always does. <laughs> None of that bullshit. Yeah, but if not, then Bamford. No, I'm sticking with Vardy. <laughs> he he scored, I think, um, yesterday uh, or today. Today. Oh, yeah. In, against uh, AEK in, Athens. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right. So there are the predictions for the week. Um, now to the comments. Brian, you get to interact with your own comments today. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> but but I do get to get you to elaborate on something. So that's good. Um, the first one actually is in regards to the trick-or-treating, right? Uh-huh. Right. You're, you said you live in Indiana where trick-or-treating isn't canceled. So I just want to know, what are your guys' trick-or-treating plans? So... We were originally going to go to a city-sponsored, uh, like we live in Fishers, Indiana, which is a suburb of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, so the city was going to do a trick-or-treating in like the the village green kind of open space where people would, uh, like businesses would set up booths and families could bring their kids like at 10, 10 a.m. on Halloween morning and, and kind of do trick-or-treating there kind of in a safe, controlled environment um, with one direction of traffic, social distance, all outdoors, all that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. That actually got canceled today because of oh. rising COVID cases. So we can't do that anymore. Uh, I think our, so 
trick-or-treating in neighborhoods is still on. Okay. Uh, but we are not going to do that because, because of COVID concerns. Um, so I think we might do go to a friend's house, the friends we went to Michigan with, um, and maybe just they're, they're friends with their neighbors. So we might kind of do a glorified like two or three house stop and then do a um, at home, almost like an Easter egg hunt, but with Halloween candy. Oh, just, that'll be fun. Yeah. So the kids will still have fun and you get to eat their candy? No, I mean, yeah, exactly. And then for our house, since trick-or-treating is still on, we'll set out um, a table, you know, just a a bowl that says take one or two, leave some Mm -hmm. for the next person. Um, We hardly ever get any trick-or-treating and we buy too much, so I'll be eating Halloween candy for the next month. Just egg them if they take more than one piece of candy. Have (laughs) eggs ready. We won't be home, though. We'll be at somewhere else. Oh, oh, mate, then your boy ain't going to hold up, lad. Eh, we, we don't get it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All the uh, mounds and almond joys, great. Save them for me, mate. No. You've done that in the past. I know. <laughs> I don't think we've got any this year, but. You've done it in the past, and I've showed up in December to eat two-month-old almond <laughs> yeah. joys and mounds, and I do not mind it one bit. I'm probably the only person that doesn't mind it. Uh, but we'll, we'll see we'll see at uh, Mount Rushmore time that's true that's true we'll see what that comes up Steve mentions my take on Pickford so we talked a little bit about here said he's a low to mediocre goalkeeper who's embarrassed he's a keeper so he goes out of his way to have an outsized impact <laughs> on the match he wasn't aware enough to know the play was offside and isn't adept enough to make that save cleanly do you what are you I, I mean, obviously, this is in regard to the VVD play. What is your take on Jordan Pickford I, as a goalie? I mean, he was the England goalie, you know, so, yes. um, and I guess still is at some points. So, what do you think of him overall? I think the first part is true of him being mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he was better two years ago at Euros than he is now. Right. So, I think he's declined. Mm-hmm. But as far as the trying to go out of your way to, impact a match that's i could be true i don't really know i don't see it but i don't typically look for that type of thing um yeah i think he's just a clumsy lunatic he, he's a mediocre uh, he's an everton goalie yeah right <laughs> well tim howard's not going to be too happy about what you just said yeah tim howard was a mediocre goalie too so <laughs> so who has more t-rex arms uh jordan pickford or raheem sterling Oh, God, uh, I had Pickford's T Rex arms, but oh, it's wild. Say Sterling, I, I need to define that because Sterling's gait is hilarious. Yes, have you? Do you ever see? You're you're a TV show guy. Have yeah. you ever seen? I I know it might be no. Have you ever seen the Goldbergs? No, I have not seen that one. I have not seen the Goldberg. Oh, I was going to say there's a character in there that runs really goofy and they make fun of his run, and it reminds me yeah. of the Raheem Sterling run. He does it. <laughs> there's very, a video. Very Goldberg. I might uh, I might send a link to the intern, but there's a video of um, Eden Hazard in practice imitating Sterling's run, and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen that one. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve also says, fun fact, it is about our center backs for Liverpool that we were talking about. Yeah. Matip and Gomez have been at Liverpool for four-plus years, Matip 2016, Gomez 2015, but have never started a match together as yeah. a defensive pairing. Also, there's something to be said about the possibility of Gomez playing the LCB left center back. Um, do you think that will happen when Matip comes back? 
I mean, I don't know the difference between left and right center back for their team. I don't know their team that well, but it's wild that they've never played as a pairing together. I mean, it kind of makes sense with uh, Van Dyke coming in and basically playing every single game, not allowing that to happen. But even for, I don't know if that fact is true for all matches or just Premier League. Um, mm-hmm. But it's so wild that they've been there that long. You'd think that even maybe like a League Cup game or a, how, when they started, Liverpool were perennial Europa League contestants. So, right. And, but. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and that should give hope to a lot of the teams that are like my team, being perennial Europa League teams now. <laughs> um, that said, uh, so you put in a retweet for the signed jersey. Did you get it? Signed oh, Chelsea jersey. I did not hear back on that one. <laughs> but you did get an early like, present. Oh, yeah, I, I bought those, yeah. Okay. My, well, uh, I wanted a, a Conte kit with the three, uh, the, the new one, and mm-hmm. – my wife, Allison, she was originally a West Ham fan because she wanted to pick a team, and uh, West Ham is referenced in Harry Potter, so she chose them, but never actually follows soccer, so she only watches it when I watch it, so she watches Chelsea, so there you go. a de facto Chelsea fan, and uh, is a big Giroud fan. Oh, of course. You, you got a, uh, a ladies kit with Giroud's name on it. I mean, come on. Wait to go see it. It's going to be very sexy. Exactly. I mean, if I were a lady, I'd go with the Giroud kit too. Exactly. I mean, she's going to be wearing Giroud. She's hot, but I'm going to be picturing Giroud. <laughs> He's a sexy man is what I'm saying. I would do the same thing if I were you. That's amazing. Uh, so spe- moving on to a, a point that was argued quite a bit, and, and you're a bit of a history actor. So if you have any points on this, let me know. If not, we'll move to the next one. Jeff Paris aired some grievances. Um uh-huh. The first one that uh, was when Arian said that Canada treated Quebec like secondhand citizens, said that never happened. They've had the most prime ministers and were made legally a distinct societal nation within Canada. What is Arian even talking about? That's edited. Um, <laughs> do you have a take on that at all? If not, uh, no worries. No big take. I just remember when um, Quebec was um, fighting for independence. So if mm-hmm. I, it wasn't that long ago. Um, yep. But I, I mean, I, Obviously, they, they have some semblance of independence, but still being part of the sovereignty of Canada or whatever the hell it's called. Um, and they're still Canada, but they, they govern, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I'm honestly too uneducated to, to speak on it. But yeah, I, I I'm going to trust that. Jeff on this one over Irene. No offense. <laughs> These guys went back and forth for a while and Steve got in on it too. So those that want to look at it, there's a history on our thing. Now, the other one is a bit more wild in my opinion. I don't know if you caught it when Arine said he thought that poutine came from Cincinnati. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? He must be thinking of Skyline Chili. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he mixed up. Yeah, with it, which is chili on like spaghetti noodles. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had it since I was a kid. Um, I used to not like it because I didn't like chili, but I think I would like it now. Um, but yeah, Petit is Canadian. It's not since Cincinnatian. <laughs> that was wild. Um, yeah. So I know you don't watch too much MLS, and honestly, I don't care too much of this news, but Jeff shared it, so I want to share it with the world. <laughs> that the Supporter Shield is back. Do you care, Brian? Uh, I guess it's... No, not really, because... <laughs> It's like um, 
if you, if you make the equivalent comparison to hockey, it's like when it president's trophy, that's true. It's yeah. the most points in the year. So it's great to win the president's trophy, but can you name the president's trophy from three years ago? No, oh, it's, I don't know. You're right. Yeah. And, three, and then three years ago, it was the, I think it was the capitals that won the Stanley cup. They might've won the president's trophy. I don't know. You remember who wins the playoffs, not who wins the regular season. That's true. I guess you're, 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 you're right about 50% of the time if you pick the Capitals to win the President's Trophy. Yeah. They went on a string where they would do that, and then they would lose in the first round of the playoffs. Well, I know two years ago, President's Trophy was won by the Tampa Bay Lightning by a mm. big, big margin. Yes. They got swept in the first round of the playoffs by a certain uh, team from Columbus. By your boys. Yeah, my boys. And uh, that was an awesome series because it was. if I remember correctly, they were in a deep hole in game one. Game one down was three nothing. Like, was it three? Down three nothing and came back. Yep. Yeah. And when, when you guys came back from three nothing, Tampa just never recovered pretty much the rest. Yep. I mean, it was a, that was a playoffs where with fans, ah, it needs, you know, it'll be yeah. good again soon. And, Tampa had the last laugh. I know this is a soccer podcast, not hockey, but Tampa definitely had the last laugh when the cup this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. You're right. And beating, and beating the Jackets in the playoffs. That's true, I guess. Yeah, but hey, maybe they'll they'll have some sort of mini rivalry. So, yeah. you know, hockey. I mean, that everyone that listens to this pod that I, at least the main Interacts. listeners, I know are big yeah. big hockey people. So, yeah, they'll appreciate that. Uh, Moving on. Oh, he also pointed out, I don't know if you saw the score of the Ajax against VVV Venlo. Uh, they beat a, a, a paying app, a payment yes. app, uh, 13, 13 to nothing. That's and it's another Dutch team, but that's wild. Yeah. I mean, it just shows that Ajax are just the the class of um, the Eredivisie, Ered. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Let's see the Dutch league. Dutch words are hard, man. Yeah, I think Ajax wins almost every year. They they might get some competition from what like PSV. Yeah, but it's it's really Ajax is is the good team. So pretty much it. European and I- club and VVV Venlo is a <laughs> club, and that's. <laughs> Extra credit for if anyone knows what VVV stands for. Not Vuvuzela. That'd be bananas. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Uh, Steve pointing out that City's nowhere to be found. He said he had to scroll to find City in the the standings. Yeah. Um, Again, it's early, right? Do you think we're going to be scrolling to see City often or soon? They have a game in hand. If if they win their game in hand, they're in seventh place, sixth place, mm-hmm. 11 points tied with Tottenham. I don't know the goal differential. Um, probably not in favor of City, but still, like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff said game in hand, Puto, uh, to which Steve said a win is worth three points, not five. Can't expect much more from a Canadian, though, and then it got a little off yeah, the rails there. So we're gonna personal like, attacks, yeah. Yeah, we let that one roll off a little bit. Um, and did you see the clip? Did you see the Thierry Henry clip by any yes. chance? Yes, I watched that today, yes. What are your thoughts on him as a, as a manager? And do you think he'll end up coming back to Europe? Or going to Europe, <laughs> I guess, coming back? I'm speaking like I live there. Do you think he'll go to Europe? Uh, I 
Yeah, he probably will. Some team will want to sign him because it's Thierry Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, but where was he, Monaco? Yeah, it, it was rough. He was bad at Monaco. He was terrible. The the video that Steve tweeted and, and that I saw, mm-hmm. honestly, it doesn't seem like good managing. Mm-hmm. It's more like... It, so what basically what it is is Thierry Henry yelling at his players as they're playing. Like, no, that's a stupid... Why didn't you do that? This is what you're supposed to do. Blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, we know you're... A world-class player that could have done that, but you're managing these shit MLS players. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, uh-huh. and I heard that's what the issue was at Monaco. He 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 yelled like yeah. that to his players, and they didn't respond well. So yeah, he hasn't changed his managing. It looks like it's it's not my style. So I'm not a professional soccer player either. But yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think it'll work. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. Maybe it works on like a, a youth team. Well, that might even be rough too. But but yeah, professionals aren't going to take that that crap. Um, there's a fine there's a fine line. If you can find a balance between kind of like that intense motivation and and kind of a supportive type deal, maybe maybe he has found it, and you only see the highlights of him yelling at people. But yeah. possible, it's possible. Clip the clip doesn't tell you everything. But uh, yeah. the last thing, Jeff is accusing Liverpool of having no class. He said they're like school in the summer, no class. Actually, Jeff, in America, they do have classes in the summer sometimes, and that's how I make extra money. But um, (laughs) we're going to put that to the side. Um, He sent a tweet that said that Jordan Pickford and his wife are being protected by bodyguards after the pair were subjected to death threats. Uh, Pickford has asked a security firm to look over him and his family, and last week's bodyguards were guarding the outside of his family home. Um, it's a bit, that's a bit wild, isn't it? Yeah. That, that <laughs> wild. Um, I think you see that in anywhere. Like, uh, who was the Lakers guy that missed that last second shot against the heat? Oh, um, yeah, I should know this, but I've really gone off the that's, deep end. It's not, Smith, not Zach Smith. No, no, no. Um, hold on. Let me, whoever it was, he, like, he he missed a game-winning shot that I, I don't know if it tied the series or, or it's still the Lakers were up 2-1 against the Heat in the finals. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like the end of the series. He didn't lose the series. And he that dude was receiving death death threats from Lakers fans. Was that Markeith Morris that got that, that missed and got the rebound and threw it away? Or are we talking about Danny oh, Green? Green, I think it was Danny Green. It's Danny Green, yeah. It's Danny Green. You're right. Yeah, he was getting death threats because he missed the last second shot to win the game. I'm seeing that now. Wow. He won the freaking finals. But yeah, fan, sports fans across the globe are just have no class to, mm-hmm. as Jay put it. It's not just Liverpool. I think with, and I think that's the same with everything. I think that could be the same with, with politics or with religion yep. or with sports. I think the extreme ones, extreme people, it's a bit of a yikes. And, and I think they put out a bad name for a majority of the people that I think are yeah. hopefully under control, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely the the vocal minority. Yeah. So about the millions of Liverpool fans that don't really give a shit about Jordan Pickford. You hear yeah. about guys that send them death threats. 
Right. Yeah. So again, uh, Jeff, I guess our answer is that Liverpool's not classless, right? I mean, I, I think all teams have these fans. Yep. All right. As a Chelsea fan, I, I definitely know that every, every club has classless fans. That's very true. Speaking of classless people, uh, let me get, share the results of the Mountain Rushmore of last week, which was of awful people. It was 50-50. It was what, 50-50. what a transition, by the way. It was, yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> I didn't plan that out, but it was like, huh, let's do the awful people first. Um, I had Bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi, and Judas. Arine had Hitler, Stalin, Coney, and Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Steve wasn't happy with the Aaron Rodgers pick. So he probably voted for me. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a take on any of these terrible people or do you have any shout outs to other terrible people that we may have missed? Well, you had four actual ter- terrible people. Arena only had three. Mm-hmm. That's why I voted for you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers seems like an amazing person in everything <laughs> except for being a Packer. Um, yes. In relation to a Bears fan. So there you uh, go. There are plenty of people you missed. I don't. I don't want to get into it, but um, <laughs> both of them will not be in the public eye um, very much longer. Well, yeah, and and it looks like on the sandwich side of things, we've come to a conclusion. Although the voting was a little different, like you said on Reddit, so I'll let you share share that if you want to. Uh, but in our Twitter one, the final came down to Steve, myself, Nikhil. Steve won fifty seven percent of the final vote. His Philly cheesesteak, Cuban club sandwich, and Reuben. It even rhymed. Yeah, won it all. So congratulations, uh, Steve, on that one. Uh, did you want to give any input about the, the? You said you saw some stuff on yeah, Reddit. So, so and so I mentioned another, it, but I thought it'd be better if you shared it. Yeah, for sure. There's another podcast I listen to. Just there's one other podcast that I'll listen to other than this one because this is the best one. Cheers, mate. <laughs> and this one, called, and this episode's the best because you're on it. Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast is called All Fantasy Everything, and every week they do a draft, kind of like you do. Um, you call it Mount Rushmore. They just call it a fantasy draft and they'll draft any top, just like your Mount Rushmore. Um, so there's a subreddit for this podcast where I posted the results of our roundtable draft Mount Rushmore of sandwiches and did it all anonymously, like person A, person B, B right. and listed all the sandwiches. And the general consensus was that Jeff won. Oh, really? Steve, Steve won. Sorry. Oh, Steve. Okay. Um, Nikhil got some got some positive feedback um, mm-hmm. for his uh, Bon Me pick. I think it was him that picked the Bon Me. I he, had the Bon Me. You had the Bon Me. He ate he ate a Bon Me the night after that I chose. Yeah. Him. So what was Nikhil's? Oh, shawarma. It was a shawarma. Yeah, he had the shawarma, the lobster roll, BLT, and yep. meatball stuff. The, the the lobster roll in the fourth round. People were really impressed that he got a high class sandwich in the fourth round. Um, that was a great pick. In general, it kind of went Steve, Nikhil, me, you and Irene, and then Jeff. <laughs> Jeff but people people were definitely curious um, and, and thought Jeff's picks of that, like, eggplant sandwich were, were at least interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, asked follow-up questions on, on the Reddit thread, and I was like, fuck, I don't know, this dude's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> So Jeff, if you're open to answering questions, Brian might have some for you. Go go to the uh, um, reddit.com slash r slash all fantasy everything. <laughs> all right, there you go. So now the moment is here for us to do our own Mount Rushmore. Uh, Brian, you are the guest. So I'm going to let you choose 
and, and, and sorry, I should, I should mention what it is. Oof. It's the Mount Rushmore since Halloween's coming up of Halloween candy. Yes. Um, I think this is a, this is a great topic. And I think I'm going to go to the store after that. No, not today, but tomorrow. Yep. Pick some of this up. Uh, I'm going first. You, yeah. You are the, you're the guest. So you choose, do you want me first or do you want? I, I'm definitely drafting first. Okay. So what are you taking with the first pick? Reese's peanut butter cup. Damn it, Brian. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only one I want. It's number one with a bullet. My favorite candy by far. And <sighs> I'm going to say, I, I'm, I'm not the arbiter of this draft, but I think my pick should still cover like the Reese's pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I think it should. Yes. Because yeah. I, I think the pumpkins and the Christmas trees and the Easter eggs mm-hmm. are better than the actual cups. I agree with you. You know why? Because it's, it's, it's a thinner, it seems like it's a thinner, it's a softer layer. chocolate. Yes. Yes. And you're right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you ever had, so the pumpkin ones, have you ever had the white chocolate ones? Yeah, I had one of those today. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It. Every year, Caitlin gets it for me because yeah. it's the best. So, and then they have bats this year. Well, which is a bit wild considering what's happened. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize I've been eating bats. Yikes! That's a big yikes. Oh no! I, I, me, I have to go get tested. I've been eating. You ate Reese's a bat. Bats. I've been eating Reese's bats. Oh no! But you took my number one pick. That's that's by far yeah. the best pick. Um, well, for the next two, I'm going to go with ones that. I mean, I know you won't pick one of them, so I'll save that. Yeah. Um, so you, I'll I'll go with the old school Snickers. I mean, you got to go with uh-huh. Snickers. I mean, you like that that's, as a kid. That was my number two. Yeah, you like that growing up. And it's really tough for me to pick between the next so, one. Real quick on the Snickers. Mm-hmm. The Snickers minis are still really good. Yes. I almost prefer the bite size or like the, the fun size of the minis more than the actual Snickers bar. And it's one of the few candies that works as a mini over Even the bar. works better as a mini, yeah. Yes, I agree. I, I actually agree with you because – you just kind of throw it in your mouth and I like, I like to let it melt in there and yep. it's, it's, oh, it's so good. Now, again, I'm worried because if I pick one, I know you're going to pick the other. There are two that are like tied for me, but I'm going to go with the Kit Kat. It, okay. Kit Kat, Kit Kat. Favorite, so you can have it. Okay, cool. So you're up, you've got, yeah. So I had Snickers and Kit Kat. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go, a different way for my number two pick. I'm going to go with Skittles. Oh, yep. That was on my, I like, I like the small packs of Skittles, especially the, I think it's the tropical bag. Mm-hmm. Um, the purple bag. And purple like ones. Yep. Skittles too. <sighs> Skittles are good. I might um, vote for you. <laughs> I love Skittles. So my third pick is a little, it's a, okay. So it's peanut M&M's. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's another very good one. I actually I talked to Arian on the show that I was going to get some. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid it's too close to. If you don't like peanut butter and you don't like peanuts, you're not voting for me. Uh, <laughs> I go hard for the peanut butter. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really see peanut butter M and M's for Halloween. You more see the M and M's and peanut M and M's. Right. Um, the black or brown and yellow bags, not the red bags. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's why I picked peanut M&Ms. It's more of a Halloween candy. But, but to me too, do you feel this way that the peanut M&Ms in general to me are like, I, I like all the M&Ms, but to me, they're way better than the other M&Ms. I, I will probably pick a peanut butter M&M over peanut M&M. Okay. Uh, but both of those are way better than, than, than the rest. And vanilla, not vanilla, but normal M&M. How did you feel about the pretzel ones that they brought out that one year, the blue ones back in the day? Um, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need that. You know what I do? What, I, what I've done a lot on uh, like plane trips, I will get either a bag of peanut or peanut butter M&Ms and a bag of um, like cider sourdough pretzels. Usually M&Ms. And I will take two M&Ms and one of those like sourdough pretzels, like the little ones, uh-huh. and at the same time. That sounds like it'd be electric. Fantastic. <laughs> That's one to, I'm writing that down to try actually. Yeah. <laughs> Draft. All right. Well, now I have two picks and you took Skittles from me. Let's see. I got to cross these out because I had these written down. All right. Huh. So I've gone the way of a couple chocolate ones. I got to throw a little sugary one in there. And Skittles were my choice, but my backup, one that I found when I was a kid, and even now, I'll just, I, I would grab it and I'm like, okay, and then I'll just grab another one. I'll grab another uh-huh. one with Starbursts. Oh, I'm a big Starburst guy. I get caught up in Starbursts. Yes. <laughs> now, there are certain colors that are no good, right? Mm. Which color do you not like on the Starburst? Um, honestly, they're, I like them all, but mm-hmm. um, I would say for Starburst, Orange is my least favorite. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the one that I like that people mostly don't like is the yellow one. Yep, I agree. Yep, I <laughs> love the yellow ones. It's underrated. Yellow and pink are my two favorite, and then red and orange. Yep. Oh, man, Starbursts are great. Uh, so I had to put that – I got to put a sugary one down. Now, for the last one, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with one that I was thinking of earlier. Again, wait. Wait, wait, wait no, no, no. I got to stay true. People aren't going to vote for me, but I got to stay true. <laughs> I don't know how I almost skipped it. I got to go with the Almond Joy. I'm a big coconut guy. I know you don't like coconut. Caitlin doesn't like coconut. So a lot of people don't. Um, and a lot of people think Almond Joy is the worst thing you can get in a Halloween uh, uh, pillowcase or bag. But yeah. for me, Almond Joy is an electric factory. And I basically end up eating everyone else's Almond Joys because they don't like <laughs> It's, that's solid. If you like almond joy, you're you're set. You're set in Halloween time. So just make sure you save some from your unless unless one of your kids really likes it, which would be yeah. a bit disappointing for me. Although I can have something in common with them, and then I'll bring them almond joys. <laughs> yeah. So I have one more pick. I know I'm not picking Whoppers, which is my second least favorite. I hate Whoppers. I like them all. <laughs> um, I, I went on a Whoppers kick when I was in middle school, but I, I don't I don't eat them anymore. Yeah, yeah my favorite. I already took the kind of sugary one with Skittles, but I, I do like a Sour Patch Kid, a little small, small bag. That's a good, kid. good pick. Uh, I'm not taking it. I'm just oh, options. I like it. No, I'm just talking out loud. And then, and then there's the the other classic minis of Milky Way and Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. Which I think Three Musketeers works as a mini better than a full bar, but a, a full Milky Way is better than a mini. True. That's, I'm going to go in a completely different direction and go with a candy that I love that you have to eat last when you're done eating candy. This is the last candy you eat. And it's a York <laughs> patty. Oh, yes. 
Oh, I didn't even think of that. I don't know why. Yeah. It's electric. It's Do you good. like Junior Mints? Junior Mints are good too, but okay. Um, but the York is better. I agree. New York, yeah. It's it's the dark chocolate and the peppermint. Yeah. I and I agree. You do have to have it last. And it's just oh, it's it's good the mintiness of it. So should we should we give some honorable mentions? I, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably picking yours, but but um, <laughs> <laughs> honorable mentions on my end. Uh, Twix, um, yeah, Baby Ruth. I like Baby Ruth. I like peanuts in there. Uh, Payday is another one, and then the other sugary one that I used to always have. On Halloween, I just down it. Not the pixie sticks, but nerds. Yep, nerds is big nerds guy. Uh, very, very sugary. Um, yes, a very complex flavor. Yeah, <laughs> but what one that I thought of that that's a Halloween time staple is uh, Tootsie Pops. Yes, you, you get that's, this with the pop, and and then you get the Tootsie in the middle. When was the last time you had one? Oh, I don't remember. I don't think it was that long that long ago but i don't have suckers right <laughs> or in my life so i don't know if this was just a thing where i was but do you remember something where the the wrapper for a tootsie pop if you got a certain like picture on the wrapper it was like an indian shooting a bow at a star or something if you got that or like if you got two of those on the wrapper mm-hmm. you were get like a lifetime supply of Tootsie Pops or win like a thousand dollars or something. Was really? That- so it was like the golden ticket almost. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it was just something like only in my elementary school that like one person made up one time and just like spread like wildfire. <laughs> That's bananas. I've never heard of that. So, so I, listeners, have you heard of that? Yes, please. I, I want to confirm that I'm not just insane. Make <laughs> something. That's amazing. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm just Googling it now. It's the mystery of the Tootsie Pop Indian rapper. I'll, I'll tweet it out. <laughs> so it's yes. real. Yes, it's real. Okay, I'm not, I'm relieved. I'm not, uh, not insane. That is unreal that it's real. Um, yeah. So with that said, the, um, the results again, Brian had Reese's. Do you want Reese's peanut butter cup for you then? What's or that? Just- Reese, do you want me to just put Reese's or do you want to hear Reese's peanut butter cup? Peanut butter cup. Yeah, peanut, peanut butter, butter cup. cup. Yeah, because I don't want them to mix this the the M&M, you know, the Reese's M&M. Reese's or, yeah. It's Skittles, peanut M&M's, and the York peppermint patty, which are all, in my opinion, fantastic. Um, I had Snickers, Kit Kat, Starburst, and the one that no one likes, Almond Joy. So I think you're going to win, but we'll, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, with that said, let's cover player of the week. It's a, it's a weird, that's a weird transition to go from delicious candies to, to last week's player of the week. Um, yeah. And the people voted for Harry Kane uh, yeah. with 38% of the vote. Uh, Marcus Rashford had 24%. Uh, Son and Werner had 19% each. Who did you vote for there? Werner, of course. Of course, of course. Um, and then in terms of last week's nonce of the week, um, the winner ended up being David Coote, the VAR official that <laughs> yeah. did not give in Liverpool's favor. Then uh, Brad Parscal, the lad who, um, <laughs> who I think was a Trump's aide and was complaining he didn't get sex, got second. And then Wichita State coach Greg Marshall tied with Samet, which is a wild name, uh, at 14%. Who did you, just out of curiosity, who did you have? I think I went with the VAR. Yeah. 
David Coot. Yeah. yeah. I believe I went with Coot too. So who knows where all the other votes came in and, it, you know, interesting time. So let's, let's go to this week's nonce of the week. You are a nonce, You're a nonce, mate. All right. We have interesting candidates. Um, two of them actually from the baseball world. Really only one from the soccer world, but um, uh, we'll start off with one that I think is prevalent and that we need to talk about. And that's, did you see the Dodgers win the title the other night? Yep. Justin Turner was taken out of the game because he had tested positive for coronavirus, which I have no idea how they would have played a game seven if, if there was going to be one. Um, then he came out later and celebrated with the TUs given fives. I'm pretty sure he kissed his wife at one point. Uh, Brian, what, what's your take on Justin Turner celebrating? I get it's a big thing, but mate. Yeah. So the first thing is how do you, how do you take him out in the middle of the game? How do you mm-hmm. know he's tested positive before the game? Right. That's and true. And if it's in the middle of the game, then why the fuck does it matter? Leave him in. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You, make bigger, you make a bigger stink of it. I'm, you know, calling it out, making it a thing in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have even gotten to that. He shouldn't have been able, able to play in the first place. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so what what protocol is it? I have no idea what protocol it is, but that, that's a failure on the league or the team or both to even mm-hmm. let him in the first place. Yeah. But yeah. They're, they're in a bubble there. So how does he get it is my question. That's true. Um, second, Justin Turner now knows he has it. Right. And then he goes back out onto the field. Unreal. Yeah. So I, the Dodgers won the first world series in 33 years or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's one of the dumbest things Risking I've ever seen. Yeah. And all the lives of your teammates and your teammates, families to celebrate. I, I don't know that that was just stupid. He instantly became a terrorist, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Justin Turner is a terrorist. That might be the name of this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's a soccer podcast, and Justin Turner's a terrorist. Yep. Unreal. Uh, so, yeah, so there's one which was clearly bananas. Um, did you see the clip with Kareem Benzema? I did not see that. So there's a, a camera that caught Kareem Benzema speaking in French to Ferland Mendy, uh, brother uh-huh. of Ben Mendy, um, not related to Edward Mendy. Yep. <laughs> uh, telling him not to pass to Vinicius Jr. Uh, he said something along the and I have actually the exact quote, but at some point he says, he's, he said, I swear on my mother, he's playing against us. Jeez. And he, he, he proceeded to never, there were zero passes from Benzema to Vinicius Jr. in the second half of their Champions League match, which they eventually came back and drew at the end. They were, Real Madrid is off to an awful start. Yep. But um, I so you might say, oh, that's pretty funny, which it can be, but I just feel like that's a nonce move. You can't, you can't do that. Even if he, I mean, even if he doesn't speak French, he was right there, by the way, like when he was saying oh, French, it was caught on camera. Um, so Kareem Benzema, I feel like that Real Madrid team is. is yeah, they're in shambles. Yeah, they're shambok. They're, they're dividing a lot. So a bit of a nonce move there. Um, I'm guessing not as bad as Justin Turner, but um, have you seen Borat too? I have not seen it. No. Okay, so I, I won't. Are you planning on it? Eventually. 
Okay, so I won't give everything away. I've heard, I've heard, seen some headlines about the scene that you're going to talk about. Right. So, so surely because it made news the um, the Rudy Giuliani scene, and I'm sure. Have you seen that still picture that that's out there? Yes, with him like his his hands are down his pants or something. <laughs> yes. So um, we, I've put um, Rudy Giuliani on there for nonsing about in Borat yeah. too. So I really won't without giving too much away. Um, there's a scene where he is doing an interview um, and with Borat's daughter, who's, you know, in disguise, I guess. But I don't think yeah, it's I mean, played it's by an actress. Daughter. Yes, played by an actress who is of age. In the movie, yes. she's not of age, but in real life, the she is. The character is not of age, but the actress is. Right, exactly. And something yeah. has happened in the movie. I mean, they, they do the interview. They do have a bit of whiskey in this interview to maybe loosen him up, I'm guessing. And I think he yeah. might've been set up to an extent, but in no yeah. way should he ever be in a situation. So, so for those, I don't know, in the scene, he's, he eventually goes in this room and the camera catches him laying on a bed. Looks like he's trying to unbutton his pants. Um, <laughs> and that picture pretty much tells the whole story. Trust me, there isn't too much more aside from Borat jumping in, in a weird costume and telling Rudy Giuliani to, to get out. Yeah. Um, but not a good look for, for Rudy Giuliani. What are your thoughts on uh, on him, especially with what's going on these days with the election coming up? Not I mean, Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani he's, a, he's a fucking clown. <laughs> he doesn't know up from down at this point, so it doesn't surprise me that he was uh, conned by Borat, by the Borat movie producers. Uh, <laughs> having not seen the movie, I, I don't know any of the details really, but just in general, he's a he's a dumbass that doesn't surprise me yeah and he even said i'm putting i'm bringing the cops after borat oh my god (laughs) so this yeah that man's an absolute disaster class he stinks basically um now for the last one uh ray's manager kevin cash i mean again you probably had to be watching that that last game he took blake snell out and I'm pretty sure Snell had nine strikeouts, and he takes him out in the sixth inning. Um, and they're winning, right? Was it 2-1 yep. at that point? And took him out. Everyone wondered, what are you doing? He's the hot hand. He explained that he didn't want Snell to face L.A. for a third time through the order. Rays lose the World Series. So Kevin yeah. Cash, Rays manager, what do you think about this move? I'm sure he had his reasons, but you don't want him to face – the same nine guys that he struck out half of mm-hmm. round of at bat, you know, the last 18 at bats he struck out or not, maybe not at bats, but you know, he struck out nine of them. You don't want him to face them again. You don't think maybe he has some stuff against these guys. Right. Like maybe leave him in for a couple of batters, see how he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that, that was dumb. I mean, too quick of a leash. I mean, if, okay. Yeah. Let him give up a base hit or something. Right. Yeah. Some of these managers, and I feel like it happens in the postseason every year, they overmanage. Yep. I've, and, I've heard that a lot about this series and, and the Rays in general. Is just, I think it was about the Braves, too, and their loss. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of overmanaging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so really bananas time. And, and again, had he managed it right, and you mix in another nonce we have, and it goes to game seven with all these COVID yep. tests, it, I, am, I just 
my head would have exploded trying to think of yeah. what would happen. <laughs> so I can't imagine Rob Manfred. Cancel game seven, delay it until uh, spring training. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wild. Can you imagine? They put off the World Series for two months, and they're like, all right, now we got to determine the winner in one game. Yeah. That's bananas. Uh, so who, you know, again, here are the nonsense for everyone listening. We got Justin Turner testing positive for COVID. Should He should have known before the game. I mean, it's, that part's not on him. But then coming back out to celebrate after he's been told he was positive, and he kissed his wife somewhere in there. That's yeah. bananas. Um, Kareem Benzema for telling Furlan Mendy not to pass it to Vinicius Jr. after halftime, and they definitely didn't. Rudy Giuliani <laughs> for noncing about in Borat 2, and Kevin Cash for overmanaging. So who's your early favorite? Definitely Justin Turner. Yeah, <laughs> that is bananas. All the reasons we talked about. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I like Justin Turner. I'm gonna go Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Um, I watched Borat with Caitlin, and she was grossed yes. out by that scene. <laughs> so, but watch it. Great movie. I mean, hilarious. If you like yeah. Borat, one not as funny maybe, but there are some moments. Yep. Typical Borat fashion. All right. So let's go to the fantasy corner. Everyone else, let us know who you pick at the footy corner too. Oh man, I usually have already say that. And oh yeah, my bad. That's my fault. <laughs> but but you know i feel like everyone knows by now that needs to know yeah footy corner two there you go he got it nailed it in one try so let's <laughs> go to the fantasy corner um the tie scores bamford zaha son word prowse and ings this week and i wanted to mention that because i was between taa uh calvert lewin and son and i picked son and he had nice. he had a good week so i had a good week um, top incomings, Bamford, Zaha, your boy Chilwell, Son mm-hmm. and Kane, outgoings, Dina, Van Dyke, mm-hmm. uh, TAA, James Rodriguez, and Abamyang. Mm-hmm. Is he hasn't done anything, so that, that makes sense. Uh, so that's been the ins and outs, the top players. In terms of a midfielder that you think maybe has been performing well, or that you, you know, uh-huh. if you were in a fantasy league right now. Do you have a midfielder in mind that you'd maybe aim for? I have a couple, and I don't know how expensive they are, and they might be kind of out there picks. I don't know how well. I don't really do that type of fantasy much, but mm-hmm. I'm just I'm throwing these out here. So a midfielder, I was kind of looking at what what lower-level team might have a good matchup, and I I kind of picked out Aston Villa, mm-hmm. a game against Southampton that they, they could score a lot. So – it's a, it's a wild child, but I picked John McGinn from Aston Villa. And you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. I know his, his 5.3. And it's not because I wrote him down here. I was looking at getting him this week, actually. Oh, nice. It's his good value at 5.3 million. And then, um, so one other one, I'm not sure. Again, I don't know how expensive he is, but James Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing against Leeds, who could leak goals. And when they, when they played last week against Arsenal, they didn't have a striker. So... Mm-hmm. Madison was essentially playing up top. That's true. Not that well, but because um, he scored, but it could be a shout. I don't know. Against Leeds, yeah. He, and I think he's high sevens, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He's, he'd be a great pickup. Uh, on, on, it's funny you mentioned Aston Villa. I have another Villa player. Um, uh-huh. I like your McGinn pick because I was thinking about that, uh, of putting him in for – I still have a Noma on my team. He needs to go. Uh, but – I have Jack Grealish, uh, 7.3 million. I wasn't sure if Grealish was a midfielder or an attacker, if he was left mid or left wing. They, they classify him as a, as a midfielder. So okay. um, I, ha- I put him there. But again, I really like them. So if you have more money, you can get him. 
The McGinn yeah. shout is great because as you were saying, they have a nice matchup and actually their schedule, they, they play Arsenal, but aside from that in their next 10 matches, there isn't much difficulties on the schedule. So uh-huh. they're a good shout. Uh, I also like Wolf Zaha. I think they, uh, yeah. they play no big six teams. I mean, I know there are other good teams until December 12th and that's Spurs. So I feel like Wolf Zaha might be able to take advantage on the score sheet. He's also 7.3 million. So I don't have too much flexibility on the money, but Brian had a great uh, bargain, bargain getting McGinn. And I think he, he might do something this week. If McGinn yeah. does something this week, what well, I think, I think I'll have to do a shot of something. If he scores, <laughs> I'll take a shot of Brian's choosing. I think Irene should have to take a shot if McGinn. Yeah, I agree. Cause he didn't show up. Points. <laughs> Which, what should we make him take a shot of? We'll figure it out. Something not too bad. Okay. I'll see what we have around here and then we'll pick something out and we'll <laughs> videotape him and put it up on the next episode. If videotape. McGinn scores. If McGinn scores. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So let's go now. Any other last things in the fantasy corner? No. Nothing All right, else let's bounce place. to the gambling corner. All right, it was a it was a rough go. We had a rough week. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. You actually led the way, Brian, uh-huh. in your bets um, with positive thirty cents. <laughs> so I thought I had. Oh yeah, it was positive thirty cents. Yep. You, you bet in a smart way. I noticed that if you got one of your three right, you'd win money no matter what. Is that yes. what you were going for? Yes. Yeah. You you picked uh, Ali Watkins to score first. You put three on that, and that would have that would have yielded the most. Yeah. Um, then you had Leeds winning at plus two twenty, I think so, or two fifteen or something like that. You got six thirty yeah. out of the three bucks, and then you also hedged that with Leeds with a draw. Yes. So you lost three there, but so you so you end up winning thirty cents, which again was better than a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> I straight up lost 10 bucks. I, I went uh, Liverpool city parlay L and Everton L. Um, Arian had Everton Liverpool parlay. He lost 10 bucks straight up. Steve, on the other hand, lost two sixty two. He, he won 50 cents on Liverpool, lost three on Everton, lost two on Wolves and won 188 on Tottenham. So minus two sixty two. And then Trevor did a wild bet. Did you happen to see his his bet? I did. Uh, no, I did. Well, no, I did, but I don't remember what it was. So I actually didn't know what it meant. So uh, in whatever app he's in, I think it's DraftKings. Um, you could pick four matches essentially. So that's what he did. And the four matches he picked were um, Tottenham over Burnley, Wolves over Newcastle, Liverpool over Sheffield, and Man City over West Ham. And, and I was like, what is this bet sheet I'm looking at? I have no idea what I'm looking at. So what apparently it does is it puts $1 on every outcome um, of those teams winning. So, it, you know, there's $1 straight up on each game. So that's four. Then there's $1 on each pair. So like Tottenham Wolves parlay, Tottenham Liverpool parlay, Tottenham Chelsea, uh, City parlay, Wolves City parlay. So And then there's yeah. every three team option is $1 on that. And then all four is one parlay is $1. And I was like, mate, just tell me how much you want. I can't do this. <laughs> so he, he, he bent the rules. I have to have a word with him because he yes. put 15 because there are 15 outcomes. So he put $1 on each one and he ended up losing 10, 16. So, okay. uh, you know, it, it did hurt him. I'll let him know the rules. Different bets. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
And that does break the limit of three because I was like, my brain. $10, Trevor. Come on, get your shit together. (laughs) Trevor, you're going to be up for nonce of the week, mate. (laughs) I don't know if he listens. I think he just bets. Um, (laughs) I'll have to have a word with him on that. So that puts us overall. um, Steve is now in first, 607 up. I have 59 cents. I'm up 59 cents. You're down 970. You're in third. Trevor, I'm going to have to recalculate because madness has occurred. But I think he's around minus 20, if I'm not mistaken. I got to recalculate it because I just saw the update. And our at minus 21.27. It's It's been a tough season. It's yeah, been a tough season. It's been wild. Um, do you have any... Do you have any picks this week in mind? I, you know, I just realized I don't have any. So while you come up with some, I will think of something. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk slow so you can figure them out. There you go. <laughs> so I've been kind of doing a trend where I'll just pick one game and make a couple bets just on that game. I did that last week with like, I kind of edged a couple because mm-hmm. I, I kind of target some. It's more fun to target some like high payout picks. Um, like picking a goal score. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I found some some more. This week I'm betting on the, the Leeds-Leicester game. Um, and I have okay. two bets. So I have, my first one is a Leeds and Leicester draw, which is plus 260. So I'm betting $4 on that. And if I win that, it's 1440. Woo. It's home. a good payout. Yeah. So, and it'll pay for me losing, possibly losing my other two bets on the game. Um, Smart. I guess I could end up winning one of them, but so, so there's some lines that are uh, kind of like a parlay for a halftime full-time result. Mm-hmm. One of them is a halftime full-time, which is halftime draw full-time leads win. Okay. Which is 575. So if the score is tied at halftime and leads ends up winning, it's plus 575. So I bet $3 to win twenty twenty five. And, and you'll post this the same way you post the other ones. Do you mind doing it just because I yeah, yeah, yeah. write it down, but I'm, I'm sort yeah, of, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it. Out. Yeah. It's awesome. all good. And then, so I have another one of these halftime full-time and it is um, actually a halftime lesser lead. So they're winning by any margin. And then the final score is a draw. Okay. If I hit my first pick of a draw and then I hit this one with a lesser halftime lead and a draw, then I'm, I'm sitting pretty. Cause this one is plus 1425. Whew. Meaning I bet $3 and 45 75. Well, you're going to win the whole league at that rate. If, if, if this one hits, if Lester's leading at halftime and leads comes back to draw uh-huh. and it, it'll be huge. That that's a, that is a huge win. Yep. That's incredible. So what is the <laughs> overall win from all your bets? If you hit, if you somehow, cause I'm, I'm looking at that. I can't hit all of all three. I can hit the leads, Lester draw and the Lester halftime lead and, and end up draw. That would right. be, if you, sorry. I mean, yeah. If you hit max, what's your max winning, I guess. 60 bucks. You'd win. I mean, it'd be over. Yeah. We, well, we'd no, have I, keep betting, I would keep betting $10 every week and look, <laughs> I'd lose pretty quick. So there's that thing that if you make too much, then you might bet too much. And then. Well, we can only bet 10 bucks a week. Right. That's true. But then yeah. like you, if you keep losing $10 every week. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Big yikes. But then again, you, 
I mean, you're probably going to hit at least on one or two of them. All right. Um, I've come up with something. I've come up with something and I'm finishing it right now. So I, I'm making three bets. Um, two of them are higher risk, I think. Uh, leads. I'm going to take leads at plus 160 against Leicester on Monday night, putting three bucks to win 480. Uh, that's a decent one. This other one, I, I'm not very sure of. I got Arsenal plus 250, throw three on that to win 750. So again, making some good money there. And then the one that you'll see me parlay in our pick them, uh, probably, I got to put those picks out either tonight or tomorrow early. Yeah. Um, I'm going to parlay Chelsea against Burnley and Man mm-hmm. City against Sheffield United. I know they're both on the yeah, road. That's a good shot. But if you parlay them, you get plus 102. And a plus is always good. I'll throw four bucks on that, my remaining four, to win 408. So if I hit two of three, it's in good shape. So there are, there are those picks. Well, Brian, uh, I think we've come to the end of the line. Uh, well, thanks a ton for filling in. Do you have anything else you want to say to the people? Nope, I don't think so. Just have fun watching the soccer. Happy Halloween. Eat some good candy. That's right. So... With that said, and we don't have a, I guess we're not going to have a love you guys or a shout out. Stitch I was going to love you guys. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll let you still do that, but don't do the What's the stitch thing he does. There's none of that stuff here. So what? didn't he say, does he say like RIP stitch or shout out stitch or. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not I'm getting delirious. All right. So with that said, again, Brian, thanks a ton for filling in. Of course. It was a blast. Uh, top co-host. Uh, you know, hey, very short notice, did a madness. Um, Ari, for those that are listening, we didn't clarify Ari should be back next week. Yep. But if he's not, his his job's on the hot seat. <laughs> Brian did a fantastic job. So again, thanks a lot, Brian. Yep. Uh, and then let's turn it over to uh, my uh, my favorite manager, Unai Emery. Peace, love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good 